This is the Bar Stewards Enquiry. You are talking absolute rubbish. Absolute rubbish. In, in what way? You are an underachiever in life. You were, I saved your bacon one time. You were gone. Well, I couldn't save you. I, I don't know if you are, but you said the right thing. But well, that's why you don't know anything about racing, John. I, I didn't say I do. Right? I'm saying that. What have what you contributed to racing? You are one of these take-out merchants. Take out all you can. Hello and welcome to the Barstool's Inquiry Weekend Podcast, where this week we're covering uh, the Newbury meeting with the locking stakes baid is a hot favorite there and also new market will be covering um on on the tv preview races and giving our best bets and joining me this evening it's short on quantity but good on quality as always myself is joined by john lang good evening john good evening mate and back and he's leading the bar stewards naps table indeed at the moment Andy Richmond. Good evening, Andy. Good evening. Yes. <laughs> slim down, down version of the team tonight. I can't say that I'm slim down at all, though. <laughs> no, no, there's three big ones on the show tonight. I can assure, I can assure you. Um, I was, uh, we, we, myself and John managed a day at York this week, and um, and uh, I had to do a, a good old Giacomo order. Um, <laughs> as as I realised throughout the winter, um, the old... The old zip on the trousers was a little bit, <laughs> little bit cushy, you know. So, so that had to be done. Um, so, yeah. So, this is what you have to do to attend a race meeting and, <laughs> and uh, be able to eat your dinner uh, without your, your buttons popping out. Jackamo um, suit, Jackamo <laughs> suit, shoes, and no socks. Then, uh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> something like that. But with yeah. with I mean I mean with the socks. I mean the, the, the socks bring it. To be fair to York, I mean I, you know I did look at a lot of the crowd. I was like staring at a lot of people, and we we actually when we came out of the track, there's there's some lads, 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 and they all had socks on, didn't they, John? They uh, must be. Really, I was really impressed. Yes. One, See, one none, of, none of this. None of this. taking his girlfriend though, which was a. Clear mistake because the rest of the lads were ostracizing him, overtaking <laughs> the girlfriend. You, you can see as they're walking into town, they were saying, I'm fucking going to bring her the bastard <laughs> <laughs> on their way for a steak. Yeah, <laughs> um, anyway, um, yeah, so, so it was, it was certainly uh, um, an interesting Dante meeting which we will be covering on the sermon, but for now, we are going to give you. Uh, what you require for the weekend, something for the weekend, sir. Mm. And uh, our best bets are coming up now, and I'm pretty confident we've. I've got some decent tackles. So I hope you to have. Um, Andy, I'm going to come to you first of all for your third best bet, please. Right. Well, hopefully, hopefully we won't get the stands rail bias uh, and the charge towards the stands rails at Newmarket for this one. Um, it's Ernie's Valentine, who um, who ran. At, uh, just get me, just get me old notes open here. Um, he was um, he emerged from a sprint handicap at Flat HQ last time out. He was drawn amongst the low numbers. In fact, he was drawn 13 of 13, and he did all his running amongst the stand sides group in a race that developed once again on the far side this time. Uh, it was a race won by Ingra Tor. Um, who looks a horse who's ahead of the handicapper, but uh, Ernie's Valentine, they've slapped the old blinkers on this time. And um, Mr. Cole, or the Coles, as I should call them now, 
have got a decent strike rate when they do that with their uh, blinkered runners first time out. But as you know, I hate strike rates because they're no use to man nor beast. But the winners above expected a respectable 7.4. So they're batting above their, uh, punching above their weight when they slap the old blinkers on. And um, the the race he ran in was actually won the year before by Creative Force. Now, Ernie's will do well to reach the uh, the heights of that. But nonetheless, it looks worth a try in a, a decent grade. He got a bit squeezed out of the start and Holly Doyle had to switch him up. And that caused her to switch him to the stand side, which wasn't the best of the ground on that occasion, uh, the wrong part of the track. And there wasn't much pace to pull him in the race. But if you watch the race, it actually, to his credit, he actually finished off the race pretty well coming from a long way back uh, against horses who probably had the run of the race. I thought there'd be other days for him. He's a turf and all-weather winner over five and six furlongs. He looks the sort of make-up into a decent sprint handicapper this season. I wouldn't see the mark of about 90 beyond him. Um, and all being well, he should run a decent race tomorrow. I can't say I'm blindingly confident, and there's, there's no Mr Norman is around. I'm just going to have a sneaky half a point each way on Ernie's, <laughs> on Ernie's Valentine in the 225 at Newmarket. A, because I'm, I think it's quite a hot race, to be quite honest with you. Uh, and B, I think I'm just not completely convinced about the draw there today. If you haven't seen the race in there today, it was a uh, standside front runners fest. Mm-hmm. Yes, with the stalls placed on the stand side, Andy goes for Ernie's Valentine, ten to one, four places, uh, four pegs, one fifth the odds with William Hill um, is the uh, pre- uh, recorded price for listeners. So good luck, Andy, and thank you. Uh, for that selection with Ernie's Valentine. John, I am coming to you for your third best. Indeed, something for the weekend, sir. So. <laughs> <laughs> I'd probably be better off handing out rubber Johnny's than this tip, to be honest. The horse in question is in the 504 at Newbury, and it is Carlton Palmer's Gifted Ruler. First run, first run away from Death Camp Dascom. Uh, <laughs> better than these. Um, the ground, in my opinion, won't be too quick for him. I know they took him out at York earlier in the week when I was I was mildly curious as to how he might run. Um, I think this is probably a weaker race, and uh, I think Carlton has made a good decision having a crack at this. Uh, I can say this house improving for the move, and uh, he's a one-point win selection. So that goes in the 5-0-4 at Newbury. Is that, is that correct, John, tomorrow? Yes, gifted yeah. ruler. And it's straight on the nose, this one you want? Yeah, yeah. That's 8-1 to one with bet 365, gifted ruler, one-point win. Kieran Fallon in the saddle. No... There was a headwind at Newbury today, and it was very difficult to be in the van, but there's not much wind around tomorrow, according to the forecast. So so don't worry too much if you um, are on uh, anything on the front end there tomorrow. Cheers, John, for that. Okay, uh, my third best um, goes um, at Newbury, and uh, I am keen to support in the 245 race, Red Vineyard. This now is looking very solid form, is the Red Vineyard. He won a race at Sandown, um, the uh, the Esher Cup meeting. And um, Red Vineyard won the race from Al Quadir, which has won at York today. The third one at Newmarket last night in Bolt Hole. 
And interestingly, the time is also backing up the form in the fact that Red Vineyard's time uh, was quicker than no less than Emily Upjohn and Westover. So we've got a time and form correlation here. Um, obviously, the price is under pressure. Currently, six to one generally available. I will be astonished if Red Vineyard doesn't go off favourite. So, although there's been bigger earlier on, the Vultures have been in, um, certainly not me, but the 6-1 to available is very, very fair, and I'm recommending a one-point win bet. 6-1 to across the board, Red Vineyard, it will probably go off, I'm guessing, around 7-2, to Fav, and um, that's one that uh, could certainly pay the way tomorrow there at Newbury. Okay, John, I'm going to whiz it straight back to you for your second best. Uh, second best bet runs in the 5.45 at Thirsk. And this is Happy Tim's Temper Trap. Probably should have called it Death Trap, actually, because it's John about 15 <laughs> in the Maori around there. But I, I don't think that's going to be too much of a problem, to be honest, because I think it'll get a bit thin out here. This one showed the expected progress from debut last time and ran a lot better than his current price for this race suggests. Was short of room and had nowhere to go and then wasn't really knocked about. I mean, there are reasons in just that to to believe he's decently handicapped. The, yeah. As I say, the, the draws are worry, but I'm, uh, I'm, I'm really happy to offset that against the price because I think 40 to 1 is absolutely ridiculous. For us like this, that's clearly on a workable mark at the minute, and uh, I think the yards coming into what we like to think of as peak Tim about the middle to end of May time, where you can more or less start back in some of these blind and uh, get a nice winner at York today and one or two others run fairly well. I, I, I think this is massive value tomorrow. I'm, I'm going one point each way, just in case there's a bit of traffic trouble. But I don't think this will run really well. Mm, interesting choice. See, see, none of these blogger prices here with John. Uh, 40 to 1 available with Paddy Power, Betfair and Bet Victor. Um, you might want to go with Paddy Power or Betfair. That's 40 to 1, five pegs, which will give John for his uh, one point each way choice. Wide draw, Andy here, no hindrance, is it, at Thirsk for the miles? Uh, no, you've um, you've heard me on that subject there. Um, yes. I'm a, <laughs> I'm an advocate of the uh, of the wide the wider draw there. They could swing up uh, into the you know, wide into the straight. It's it's like that other misnomer that we get the mile and a half at Ascot. You know, everybody says um, you know the low draw there is going to be good. No, it's not. It's rubbish. If you look it up, yeah. it's too rubbish. In fact, the the horse that won on Saturday there that. Juan del Montalban of uh, Kevin Philibert de Foy. That was a very, very good run uh, to win that from there. Uh, a very, very good run. In fact, that race, that race as a whole, should work out really well. I was, um, I was quite impressed with the the winner, whose form ties in very well with a, a few that are well, certainly one that's running tonight. Get shirty running at Hamilton this evening, uh, and that race it won. The one, the race that gets shirty won at Thirsk. The second, third, and fourth all came out one out of that, so um, that's proving good form. But no, wide draw at first, seven furlongs in a mile, not worried at all. Good stuff. And John, you might be buoyed by uh, paddock guru Adam Norman's uh, notes. Um, on the 20th of April, um, he said uh, 
rangy type, plenty of size, will come on a lot for the run. And he said it was still carrying condition on its last start, John. I might just double my bet. Yeah, so 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 twice. Tim's turned up fat twice. Um, he, he's fooling the second time out punters this year. <laughs> he's, he's not daft old smiler, is he? <laughs> <laughs> so no, good select, good Happy good selection, Tim. John. Yeah, good selection that. Um, okay, um, Andy, I'm coming to you, please, for your second best. Right. Well, we're going to have a clash here because whilst I respect your Red Vineyard uh, selection, who was a very game yes. winner for Sandown Handicap, uh, yes. and he's, a, he's a pretty smart sort as well. In fact, if you look at his times for that race, uh, his time was faster than Westover in the classic trial or Emily Upjohn in the novice stakes. And of course, as you correctly said, Al Kareem, uh, one at York as well. So, uh, and the Carl Burke Yard's on fire at the moment, and they? They've three winners there today. Yes, yes. They've had a few this week. Um, and there's also another horse in the race who ties in with uh, Al Kareem as well. That's Mr. Big Stuff as well, who you'd have to be respected. But I'm going to go with um, a horse I, I saw win, or saw run, sorry, uh, run at um, Newmarket last time out. And it's a horse called Israel. Uh, and I was quite taken by him. He won in the concluding three-year-old handicap and a race that's produced some useful types over the past few years. Uh, in a race where it paid to be prominent, both the first and second were ridden in that manner. Israel would uh, dwelt at the start. He was, a little, again, a little bit too keen at the start in the early stages, perhaps overly so. Not quite as bad as Rogue Bear today at, um, <laughs> at, uh, at York. Um, and he was a winner on his debut over, as a two-year-old over a mile at Doncaster. He followed that with a good second at Salisbury over the same trip in very different conditions. Both of those races have proved strong form. There have been plenty of winners from his second start, particularly so. Didn't look quite as forward as the, the front two in appearance. And coming from off the pace, as we know at Newmarket this year, has proved a little bit difficult at times. But I thought there was a lot to, weigh, a lot to like about the way he finished off the race especially when meeting the rising ground. He looked a little, if you watch him going through the dip, he did look a little bit awkward. You look at his pedigree, he's out of an Oaks and King George winner to Gruda. It won't be a surprise to see him stepped up in trip next time. Actually, I actually haven't done that, but he should be uh, uh, strip a lot fitter. And I think uh, more, more educated after what was a very promising reappearance. So whilst I respect Red Vineyard and certainly Mr. Big Stuff in this, I'm going to go with Israel, Israel for a couple of points win. Good stuff, Andy. So two points, Israel ran well behind Educator, probably be strong form at HQ. Mm. Nine to two available with William Hill, Coral and Labrooks. Uh, good luck if you can get on with Coral and Labrooks. <laughs> <laughs> Nine to two there is Andy's price for his two-point win. Thank you very much for that, Andy. Um, coming on to my two-pointer, um, hoping this does the business. Uh Quite interested in the horse at 11 to 4. 135 is where we go, the Carnarvon Stakes. And uh, when you're in trouble and had a bad punting day like I've had today, a real, real pits one, a real bad one, you, you go to the shirts, you go to trainer uh, for some for some love and win, loved love and winners. Tiber Fleur, I thought he was very unlucky not to beat the Carl Burke horse, um, El Caballo at, at Newcastle. He gave El Caballo a lot of start and made absolutely oodles of late ground, uh, nearly pegged him um, when it was an unusual tailwind at Newcastle that day rather than the normal headwind, which makes them stop. And um, Tiber Fleur has got a lot going for him. He he will get better over seven furlongs, 
Um, but nevertheless, um, I think Newbury's a good galloping six, um, and I'm more than happy to side with him at 11-4 to four because I think he's a very, very good horse. And uh, Tom Mark one in the saddle, so that's my two-pointer at 11-4 to four with Corals and Labbrooks again. Good luck <coughs> with that, getting on it. Their prices. Right, I'll swing us round then, chaps, for um, the, the, uh, the 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 maximum maximum steakeroonies, um, and it's I'm off to HQ, the dreaded HQ with the old <laughs> stands rail. Uh, hopefully, there's not too much trouble here, but this is a serious bet for me. Um, in the 150 race, it's the uh, Denbury Homes Fairway Stakes, a Romana Quarter, and um, again. This is where we go, the shagging shirt. Um, uh, Post-impressionist. Um, this is a really, really good horse. And all the all the nerds and the, the you know the, the Simon Rollins and etc. They'll be all over this because big sectional times. Um, um, he was incredibly impressive at air in what was a modest race, but um, he made all the ground up from the wrong position again and won power in a way. Um, the debut was just the same when he was held up at Nottingham, end up beating one of uh, Martin Mead's, I believe, Barley, um, and and uh, sorry, sorry, second to Barley, not beating him. Uh, sorry about that. And 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 that's that's really good form because at, at, at the end of the day, this horse um, is capable, of, I think, of a stone more um, than what he's shown. Um, on sort of time form ratings, racing post ratings. And I think he's going to take the absolute world of beating in this. This is a really good horse. Um, so that's it. That's where my maximum maximum is. First impression is let's hope Stevie Donahoe doesn't mess this up. And um, the three pointer is four to one with Labrooks and Coral. Good luck with that. And at uh, William Hills. So that's my best. Um, okay. Andy, coming back to you for your right. three pointer. We're going to Thirsk, 440. Um, um, and I just think I'd, I was writing about this one the other week, Northern Express. Um, and I don't think anyone's going to have missed. Um, I'm not sure this would have qualified for a Jimmy Lindley because you'd need to be Stevie Wonder to have missed this. So it ran over seven furlongs at, at Musselburgh. Um, but he looks really, he looked Oh, probably about the unluckiest horse of the day when he came second in a 0 to 100 four-year-old uh, plus handicap over seven furlongs. There were three of the front four all up with the pace from the start. Typical Musselboro race, really. Uh, but the odd one out was very much Northern Express, who made a bit of his own trouble by being slowly away from a good draw in stall two. He was short of room at various stages up the home straight, uh, and he was very much the best of those who came from off the pace. Uh, it does seem that he's been more successful since being ridden this way. Um, both the wins, both last year's wins at York and Air were, go- were gained from coming from off the pace. I mean, if you try that, a muscle growth tactics are usually fraught with danger. In the end, that's what got Northern Express beaten there. But I think back on a slightly more galloping trap at, at Thirsk, he's probably got a bit more time to unwind down the home straight. In a race where the pieces of the jigsaw fall a little bit more kindly, I think it'd be hard to beat. He's probably got uh, Boardman to beat in this, uh, but the Dodds team are in pretty decent form. I'll have three points on the old, right on the old noggin. Well, like three points at four to one. 
generally available. Yes, very eye-catching he was last time at Muscle Brandy. Um, so good luck with that. Three points on, on that Northern Express at 4-1. to one. Okay, last and certainly not least, John, the max bet, please. The max bet is on the telly, actually. It's in the Totem at Newbury, and it is number four, Fox's Tales, of Andrew Baldings. Mm. The reason I like this, it, apart from the fact I still think this is arse with some progression in it, and fairly well-treated on official figures, also is the state of the opposition. Uh, I've got it in my head that Scope wants some slop. Yeah. Eshada and um, another one. Uh, well, there's Eshada trained by Roger Varian, who's currently in appalling form. Yes. Ilarab, which is debatable now whether this one's turning into a twat. <laughs> Uh, Outbox seems to jackknife Holly Doyle into that hard pulling position every time it runs now. Yeah. And without a fight, he's coming back from a fairly nasty looking blowout at Maidam back in March. So Mm. I can't particularly have that one being fit. So I think this is a bit of a standout here. Yeah, interesting. Guy. I also felt, I mean, we can come to this in further detail, but Ashada as well, obviously, he's shoulder in the Group 1 penalty. Yeah. which And she's never taken on uh, Colts in, uh, in, in, in her career yet. So so she's she's racing against Phillies only. First time against Colts and gets the old £7 penalty against the Colts. So I don't think that's great placing for a stable out of form. So good stuff, John. So three points on the noggin. Absolutely. Fox, Fox's tails 100 to 30 with bet 365. Coral and Labrooks. They're all standout prices tonight. They must be they must be skinned. They need to take some bets. <laughs> they stand out prices on everything, you know. <laughs> They've banned everybody and it's the other side. <laughs> that's, that's anyway. That's why they have standout prices. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Right. I uh, hope you find that informative in terms of your weekend's punting. Obviously, some you'll agree with, some you'll disagree with. At the end of the day, that's what we're here to do, point you in a certain direction, and it's entirely up to you which way you go before you uh, have your doubles and trebles and then post your picture of the steak that you're having at the end of the day saying, rate my steak after I've landed a £20 treble. As long as it comes on a plate and not on a dustbin lid or some ridiculous other thing that you see people serving food on the... Yeah, all sorts these days. Oh. Chunky chips. Four chunky chips in a, in a bowl apparently is really good now, and we used to get a plate full of chips. But yeah. steak on a slate, that's what you <laughs> steak on a slate and bets on the slate. That's what we want. Exactly, everything <laughs> on the fucking slate. We just need we just need another outing at that that place you took me to after we'd been to York last time. That the Brazilian. The, that, Brazilian. the Brazilian was excellent. What was that? Yes. What was that? The minted lamb. The minted lamb was an absolute nap. Yes, yes, that that's that's proper lads, lads, lads venues. That <laughs> none, none, none of this steak on a slate. Not one for the vegetarians. Um, that absolutely. <laughs> um, okay, no, right. We'll go on to 
the television races tomorrow. We'll have a look at all of them. Uh, we shall start off um, at Newbury, where they have four. And the first is the Carnarvon Stakes, where I have tipped Tiber Fleur, um, currently market leader 11 to 4. Andy, any I thoughts like on that? I like Tiber as well. I, was, uh, I, I haven't tipped a shagging shirt uh, for ages. Um, but yeah. I do like Tiber Flow. Uh, I mean, all his form is on the on the all weather, but um, it's pretty good. It's pretty decent form. Uh, I do notice in the quotes here that he's he's put him in several different races as well. Um, but I think yeah, it's a good race, this isn't it? Um, looks some inter- some interesting types in it. But I did think that um, yeah, I did think that the uh, Tiber Flow was probably the the one that I like best. I'm not sure I like the price that much, but um, I think he's got a big chance if he uh, transfers his all-weather form uh, to that. He went very close, was it Newcastle over six on the on Good Friday, and he looks to be um, he looks to be a very very decent horse. So uh, I would row in with the uh, the old shagging shirt himself here. Good stuff, John. Um, interested with the pedigree of the Tiber Flocus. He's by Caravaggio. Um, the 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 mother is a Ravens past mare, and um, she was very useful. She was um, uh, 110 for Mick Windmill, so that means 125 for anyone else. Um, and 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 this won the uh, think if I remember right, uh, it won a Group Three at Goodwood um, one day, uh, pissed up under under Iron Hands, and 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 like and. I think I think that all her, her pedigree and her running, uh, sorry, her his his running style points to uh, further in distance. Uh, already won over seven twice. Uh, the shirts dropped him to six. Why do you think that is? But where everyone can see, this horse wants seven at the moment. Is this is this just sort of an education thing from the shirt? Yeah, she's probably showing him plenty of speed. And, yeah. You know, um, I, I, I think you'll be all right in this tomorrow. Um, as you know, I'm rather depressed about this race because Joseph, Joseph Twat has <laughs> ruined, ruined my week. Yes. By declaring the organizer. And yes. He's, uh, he's given organizer fans worldwide. A slap in the face by saying this was always the plan to start him here. Well, if that was the case, why the hell did he put him in that handicap at Newmarket at the Craven meeting? Of 97? Yes. When, he, when basically he's now got to race against the favourite and be nine pounds wrong. Yes. And if he runs really well and just gets dipped by the favourite, nobody gets paid and he goes up. So, Joseph, I hope your next shit is a hedgehog. (laughs) And I hope it it comes out after engaging reverse gear. Thank you. Great stuff. Right, we'll move on to the 210. The Aston Park Stakes, now named the Al Rayan Stakes. Um, uh, John's covered this off fairly nicely, I felt, Um, regarding Fox's tales. And I've nothing really to add other than the Eshada, obviously, with the Group 1 penalty of Philly, then taking on Colts. is not the ideal placement, I wouldn't have thought, unless they were having just a little bit of a float-up. Um, but, uh, Andy, why did you see this? 
Mm. It wasn't a race I was gagging to have a bet in. I'm, I'm interested to see. I'm probably a, a watcher. I want to see how scope goes here for Rafe or Ralph. Um, yes. If you watch the yep. Patrick Veach interviews, he's he said that Rafe prefers Ralph. So interesting. I just. There's been three new ones this week, but all very interesting. Um, and the original ones were interesting as well. But uh, yeah, Ralph, Ralph Rafe prefers Ralph, but God knows. Ralph um, prefers Lurpak. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, the train drivers on board. Um, and I thought, yeah, Scope was very good last year. Um, I'm interested to see. I mean, she's, um, I mean, this one has got them. I mean, he's got to give weight away all round. So it's going to be a, a tough old ask, but I presume this is a bit of a tune-up for the uh, for the gold for the Ascot Gold Cup. Um, could just be a bit vulnerable over a mile and a half, but I would be very very interested to see how that runs with a view to uh, a view to the Gold Cup in a few in a few weeks' time. But apart from that, I will, will not be uh, and not will be and won't be uh, investing. But uh, I was interested to see how scope goes because it is a it is a cult I do particularly like. Yeah, um, probably wants more juice in the ground with the ground drain. I don't know what Newbury's plans are overnight to, to water the course, but um, I mean, you never know. With these, you'll 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 wake up and they've stuck six millimeters on, mm. um, and and that's the thing. But but to check the ground in the morning, folks, scope will will certainly appreciate plenty mm. of us. Uh, and I reckon they'll look after scope tomorrow, whatever happens, because I think I think this is not really the plan. Um, this is just just here to 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 bring bring scope forwards. Um, okay, two forty five. It's the Bet Victor London Gold Cup, and me and Andy are head to head here um, with two good choices really uh, towards the top of market in Israel and at Red Vineyard. Um, John, did you have any take on this? Totally pulled your mate go quite well for Roger and Harry. Um, uh, I thought that was a nice little pipe opener on the 22nd of April, but I didn't really have a handle on how things might pan out in this, to be honest. I, I, I just think there's a few snippets of form where you can make a case for that, the pulled the ring reasonably handicapped at, at worst and possibly well handicapped even um, and I, th- I think going up in trip one to it is at all uh, yeah it's, it, I think it's a really good race and despite me and Andy tipping, tipping up in this um, so, sorry missed um, fine physical specimen by Ken Darjon who need quick ground on turf when they go on turf so if it is riding fast um, that would boost my confidence about making sure I don't lose on Surrey Mist. Um, that seems fair enough off 85. Won quite well last time as well. So, again, it's a competitive affair. Um, so, like I say, Andy mentioned that like, Mr. Big Stuff as well. That that was behind Dubai Crown. Um, uh, sorry, Dubai Crown. Desert Crown, uh, the, the the Derby favourite at Nottingham last autumn. Um on Yanafi and then Al-Karim. So, there's lots of horses that can step forward here and, yeah, it's, it's, it is it is a tricky sort of affair. Okay, we'll go to the lockinge. Um, hmm, <laughs> it's it's <laughs> hard to be hard to be original in this, isn't it, chaps? I think I might be having a little dive into the without favourite market. Um, yeah, I would be if I could get the eleven to four on uh, on real world with bet three three pounds sixty five. But um, 
I'm restricted there heavily to about yes. one pound, to about one pound twenty five. Um, but um, uh, real world would be a quite interesting. I mean, there's not many horses win a Hunt Cup in the style and manner that he did um, last year, um, albeit with a possible draw bias last year. Uh, and then he went up to Group Two Standard at Longchamp in a, what was an unbeaten campaign after winning another Group Two at Maidan. It, it just didn't take to. I don't think he took to the dirt surface out there. Um, I think he's quite interesting tomorrow. I mean, I'd probably be looking at. I'd be looking at him without the favourite. Would be my way of playing this. But um, I don't really see Bayi getting beaten. But I'd rather have a. I'd rather. Try and back a back a couple in the without favourite market than back by either what two's on, um, probably yeah. Mother Earth and Real World to, in the without favourite market. Probably be a better way to go than trying to back by either two's on in the in the in the ordinary market, shall we say? Um, but again, it's not a race that I'm desperate to to get involved with. Indeed, uh, John, um, how how do you play this? Um. Kitchen door open, give a little whistle. <laughs> Come on in, Digby. Uh, yeah, I knew the dog was coming in. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I think Bay will win it. Um, Chindit should provide hours of amusement for Hannon fans worldwide, um, telling them again that he wants further than a mile. Obviously, he'll, he'll go from here after running on well to the much more suitable Queen Anne, get stuffed there and probably go to France after that. You yeah. know, uh, feel a bit sorry for Chindit, actually. Not sorry as I feel for Tony, I know not so long ago I was rated just about the same sort of horse as Chindit, but that one seems to have been completely spanned up. I think Real World will probably be second. There you go. Yeah, yeah, like I, I agree with Andy's commentary regarding uh, without the favourite market. I think I'd be re- I'd be looking at real world as well. Um, I would. I'll be honest though. Uh, if you can get, I think I think around the twos on mark. I think it's quite fair for this. I, I mean, I, I'm not I'm not advocating punters get involved at that sort of price. But but you know, I, I, there are, there are odds on shots and odds on shots that look good and and bad and. You know, and I just think at sort of around one to two mark, I think it's be all right because seeing an interview recently with Jim Crowley, he had a bit of a glint in his eye regarding Baid when when he was asked. I think it was I think somebody interviewed him at Newmarket and asked about Baid uh, at the Guineas meeting, and he said um, he said yeah, his his works his works pretty impressive. So I think I don't think there's any regression there. So if there's no regression. Um, あの、あの、あの、あの、あの、あの、あの、あの、あの、あの、あの、あの、あの、あの、あの、あの、あの、あの、あの、あの、あの、あの、あの、あの、あの、あの、あの、あの、あの、あの、あの、あの、あの、あ
you know, we, 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 everyone's intrigued to know whether Baines. I thought Joel might be getting a mention in the uh, Jimmy Lindley section. Yeah, the Portland that. And they, yeah, Portland. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, did, I did think that. Yeah, it's uh, I, the thing is with York, as, as we've we've always we've all we all know this that that it's a funny tracking that you get go get rolling over that five and six furlongs. You, sometimes you just don't come back, and no. it, it, it's hard for horses to. So Joel's swinging away like you know, like like the second coming, and I, but I, whilst I think yes, you know, it's certainly an eye catcher. Um, it's not the track to do that, you know. No. You, that's you want to do that at Doncaster and Ascot and you know nice big longs with, with slight uphill finishes, um, possibly with a bit of stiff breeze into the faces of the front runners. Um, so yeah, I, I think that's the problem with Jawal that that's just the wrong place sometimes for Jawal's tactics to come off as well. Um, okay, we'll go, we'll switch over to Newmarket um, and. 150 is the fairway stakes where I've made my case for the shirt. John, I'll come to you first for your thoughts on this one. Uh, well, one, I'm quite surprised Charlie Appleby is pitching at him and flakes straight into a race of this calibre. Yeah. Um, picking up his mate. Um, yeah. I'm even more surprised at the price, six to four. Yes, it seems that rather well pumped. Yeah, which might indicate that the, uh, the Newbury maiden is getting a bit more credence than it deserves. Which mm. is a bit of a blow for Lionel fans, who will probably be looking at 47 <laughs> when he tries to bust his maiden. <laughs> um, so, that, I mean, that, that's like the, the focal point for me, that race, because. This Ottoman fleet, how it runs tomorrow, will tell me it, a little bit more about the Newbury race. So I'm I'm kind of hoping he, he runs well, but I think the price is ridiculous. Really. Yeah. Um, it, it, it has surprised me because I've watched it uh, several times just to see where the price has come from. Uh, it was green Ottoman fleet, but um, I did feel that the big eye catcher was Lionel in yeah. the race. And um, I'll be honest, you know, I'm I'm not so sure how good that maiden is in terms of in terms of certainly the winner, Natural World. Mm. Um, he he looks he looks ninety five to hundred. So the same, well, Ottoman Fleets ran green and ran him close, and this, that, and the other. But I'm not so sure. Um, I get it. I, I said, look, see, these the, the Appleby team is, is a very, very good operation, and you know they're having a lot of winners. And but it's is very short. Andy, I'm going to come to you for some inspiration as to why I, this is six well, to four. Uh, yeah, well, I couldn't work it out to be honest with you. I, I wouldn't. I didn't think the drop in, move, in distance was an obvious move either. Mm-hmm. But I just, I, I mean, you know, full respect for Charlie Appleby and what he's done this year, and. The Doyler's riding well as well. I thought this was quite a... Um, in terms of price, it's not attractive, given the depth in the race, because I think you've got... When you look at it, you're thinking, there's at least three others in this who I would fancy. Zane Surinder, post-impressionist, mm-hmm. who I was... Imp- I mean, I only beat Duskarts last time out, but uh, mm. you couldn't fail to be impressed. And even Groundbreaker. Um, and... The wild card in the race, if there is that stand side bias and, and Joe 
you know, 97-year-old Joe Fanning gets this thing out in front. Austrian theory for the for the kilts now, plural, um, could roll along in yes. front. And you just you just don't know because today, I mean, there were three or four races today. If you haven't seen the race today, get on that stands rail. If it's the same again, and we all know the kilts horses, you know, they don't stop. Um, and it just seems so hard for some decent horses to come from behind. There was just nothing coming from the back or even or even wider out. I don't know what they've done to the course, but we've seen it before there. So it, it makes me a race a little bit wary. I, I'm not sure I'd be steaming in at, you know, 11 to 8 if the horse is you know, dropping in trip. Hmm. I, I mean, I'd rather be with, I mean, rather than lay that, I'd probably rather back a couple of the others and Zane Surinder and Post Impressionist stand out to me. They, they would, that would be my way of that would be my way of going. Another winner for the shirt, maybe. Yeah, let's hope so. Let's hope so. Okay, we'll move on to the two twenty-five. Um, very well backed, even at the time of recording, um, which is a six twenty BST. Um, Haymaker is now into eleven to four from um, nine to two. Um, was very well bet last time as well for um, Dirty Huey and. Um, obviously they knew what they got last time. Um, I know people say, well, the second was ran terrible today that, that uh, one of Prescott's, but I just think that's too bad to be true today. I, w- I wouldn't read into that as being bad form, but he did, he did have the right part of the track last time, Haymaker. Mm. And, uh, you know, he, he's gone for Harry Davis to take, take the weight, take the uh, extra weight off. I thought this was a really competitive affair. Uh, and he's tipped Ernie's. Um, Ernie's Valentine, uh, which I, I do think is a very good case. Um, Pocket the Profit needs softer ground. Um, just going through a few of the runners. Um, Harry Three ran second to Ingratore, again on the right part of the track last time. Lear Special ties in with Ingratore from the Kempton Maiden. Um, what are we saying here, chaps? Obviously, we know you, Andy. We know <laughs> what I'm saying, so. Yeah. So, so, John, I'll come to you for your uh, assessment. Um, I think River Pride will win this. Do you know? Yeah, because um, I think we'll get a soft turn on the front. Well, as we know, like Andy pointed out on the previous race, and now Newmarket played out today, that's possibly the, the right sort of outlook. So you think this will just bomb, bomb off in front? And, um, I think if you... Given the style positions, um, I think he's in pole position to go across and, and make our look around. I can't, I can't really say anybody pressing hard, you know. Um, I think he's pretty good each way, better 11 to 1 ish. Well, yeah, I mean, barring Amaker, which went bananas last time over the seven, they're dropping in six, they'll go forwards. Yeah, I think they're from... dropping rough, though. Yeah. Um, this is in ten. This one's in eight. I think this one's gonna go and, and chop him off myself. John likes that eleven to one. River Pride, R- Richard Hannon, Sean Levy. Okay, we'll go on to the three o'clock, which is our final race, and is the uh, I, I, final ITV race at Newmarket. And shine so bright. It's currently seven to two five. Um, Andy, I'm coming to you here for your thoughts on this race. Yeah, I mean, what did we have? Shine, shine so bright, beat uh, Wizard Demore last time out, giving him, what, £13 to beat him a length. Wizard Demore's a couple of pounds better off. 
again, I think it'll be a lot depend on how it's run tomorrow. I suppose the horse that uh, it could bounce back is this is this Salium, um, who was really well. I mean, you know, you go back to his second in the Lincoln, it would, you know, that gives him a good chance. Then completely blew out last time out in the Spring Cup when he was held up. I'm not sure I'd want to back anything that was held up um, there, really. So if they're going to ride in the same way, that would just be a little bit, put me off a little bit. Uh, with the form of the Burkeyard, I would think the Wizard of Moore might just be able to reverse that form with Shine So Bright. There wasn't an awful lot in it last time out. The race sort of falls apart a little bit after that. There's a, there's a lot of horses in here that you just don't really know a lot about. Again, it's not a particularly appealing betting heat but i think if it came to it i'd probably be siding with wizard demore who's very very consistent to possibly just turn the form around with shine so bright hmm yeah an interesting point yeah. um like you say like Salim does have some interesting form um like he's I, suppose, taking I suppose the other one is, is quintilius but again he's a little bit of a unknown quantity we haven't seen him since he finished what midfield in a Listed seven furlong at Maiden in February. Yeah, he's a, he's a definitely a difficult one to work he out. Did look um, a bit, well, he did look a bit. You know, the third in the Britannia is good, but he did look a he did look a little bit. Um, I'll be kind. He did look a bit quirky last year on occasions. Yeah, I think that was. Uh, <clears throat> if I'm being kind, but you, you'd sort of respect him, but I'm not completely sure he's the full shilling. Mm-hmm. Good stuff, John. Um, I've got a question for you, Tell lads here. Go on. Cool. Humanitarian finishes last, beating 10 lengths by the horse that's next to last. You are now Jockey Club handicappers. What do you do, gentlemen? What do you do? Um, I think, I, th- I think, I think you you have to look at the intent of the of the, of the ride, etc. Yeah, I think you'd you'd probably knock. You'd probably knock a. I'd start off with three and then look to extend more if if, yeah. if I felt that the horse was. But yeah, they've left him left him alone. It it seems. Give them a bit of give them a bit of a chance. Yeah, I'd, I'd probably not two, three, four if I was feeling generous off off him. But hundred and five seems a little bit um, pricey, doesn't it? Fascinating campaign, though, isn't it? Mm. You know, <laughs> yeah. Last, last, last <laughs> Towser and Slim was in the Aber. <laughs> Here we are rocking up over seven. You'll have to get you'll have to get Stuart on, friend of the show. Yeah, a friend of the show. Trainer Stuart, Stuart, what are you doing? What mark do you want? <laughs> Stuart, on, ask him about handicappers. Fascinating, this horse. Yeah, does Stuart spider naught to ninety somewhere <laughs> later in the year? Could he let us? Has know? he spied it? <laughs> Could he let us know? Yes, yes. A friend of the show, Stuart. Yes, just just let us know. You can let the owners get on first, but let us know after, straight away, and uh, we'll be your friend for life. Um, <laughs> humanitarian. Uh, interesting, yeah, like you say. Uh, yeah, I, I thought this was a real, real tricky race. Um, just one one hint for listeners. Um, I always like looking at stables in and out of form, and uh, the poor old Marco Bottyard has been in the massive doldrums for a while, but... Uh, sign of resurgence. Silver Gun won at Windsor on the 9th of May, and they had another winner today with Silver Samurai uh, under Will Buick. So I just wonder 
if the carrots have changed um, in the in the bottom yard. So so maybe take a look at. So he's got one in this. I don't particularly fancy it because it's hooded for the first time, dropping in trip. We don't. It's stall one, so it's nowhere near the rails. If you want stables in the farm, though, I mean, in, in this race, look no further than massive blazer fan Carl Burke. Oh, oh totally, absolutely. Um, with the yeah, I mean the grey looks in such good fettle as well. You know, really looked at looked at this grey um, in, in his last two runs. He looks in absolutely top condition. His coat looks fantastic. It's hard to tell with greys, but 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 really does look in really that, fine fettle. That that thing that Carl had in the last at York it was about the only thing that's come from off the pace uh, in sprints this week. It didn't just come from last yeah. the pace, it came from last, didn't it? And moved across, didn't it? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Cor- corker. It probably, it probably did six furlongs. Yeah. And pitched up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yep. All good. Right. So that's it. We've covered the seven TV races. We have given you some our very best for this weekend. And we certainly hope to line your pockets with silver. Um, we are back on Sunday. It's me, myself, and Lorne Malva. Me, my, me, my, me, myself, and Irene. Uh, me, John, and Lorne Malva. Sorry, that's the gin. Uh, uh, <laughs> Tune in on Sunday. It's around. Have we got seven. a show for you. Oh, absolutely. It's, it's absolutely jam packed show. Um, we've we've already got some rather amusing content and some Bastards exclusives to come as well. Um, so so yeah, it's um it's all go let's say on the show this Sunday, and uh, we're back then as normal for next Friday's show. Um, I think the lineup is Quentin Neville, me and John next week. So will Andy stay atop of the table or can we topple him? We shall find out. Hope you enjoyed the show. Bye for now.